Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Power Man Podcast. My name is Rory Paquette, and I am, as always, your very humble host. Want to thank you all for joining us today, taking that time out of your very, very busy schedules to, uh, you know, take a listen and share your time. Um, cheers to all of you. Uh, for those of you who are watching, I'm using my, you know, awesome R cup that my wife got for me, uh, which I love. So, um, before we get rolling, got to take a sip of my preferred beverage. You guys know the routine. <clears throat> Weather is still killing us here. Uh, for you folks who are local, you know what I'm talking about. For you folks who are not, uh, we go from uh, 20 degrees and snow to um, 66 degrees and sunny in a matter of, you know, four or five hours. It's really crazy <laughs> here in the Midwest. So, oh, and that is just choice. Deep, dark, rich, beautiful. Um, it is uh, a sight to behold. If you're a friend of the program, you know we're drinking Freedom Hill Coffee. Check them out on Instagram at Freedom Hill Coffee. Uh, it is an absolutely delicious, beautiful, spectacular cup of coffee. Beautifully roasted, toasted, and uh, just delicious. Just like my wife. Anyway, um, moving on. Thank you for joining us this evening. Uh, we are uh, running on YouTube and on our podcast again tonight. So this will be available in both formats. Uh, also going to be available on Rumble, in case you guys care to join us over there. Um, you have to have an account though for that one. So I found with those links, uh, I wanted to do something a little different today on our podcast. Um, I wanted to tell you guys a story and it won't take long, but, and I hope you like the story, but I want to tell you a story and I want to tell you a story about somebody that most of you probably don't know. Um, Many, many moons ago, uh, there was this uh, Italian man who was trying his hardest to make it in the world. And the story takes place, you know, uh, for this man, he's, you know, back in the uh, 30s, 40s, and 50s. So, you know, this is some old school stuff that's coming out right now. This is old school power of man. Um, this guy... His name was, uh, was Walt and he went by Wally back then. So, um, full name, Wally Benola, amazing fellow. There's a lot of reasons why this guy's amazing. And I'm going to tell you those as I tell you the story, but this is a guy who came over, uh, didn't have, uh, much education, uh, didn't have a whole lot of training and was Italian through and through. And back in, you know, those days, uh, you know, being Italian was something that counted against you, you know, it was, it made you a minority in a lot of ways. And so here's this guy, Wally. He's, he's working hard. You know, he's uh, a general laborer. He's, um, He's working out in the yard. He's, uh, he's building, you know, fences. He's pounding rocks. He's, you know, doing everything he can to use manual labor and hard work and the sweat from his brow to try and make it in the world. And he's, uh, you know, he's getting a check. He, it's, it's working out okay. He's making a few bucks here and there. He's working hard, trying to build a life. And he meets a lady, a Russian gal. And um, 
decides he wants to settle down and have a family. She was fine with who he was. He was not. Wally was not okay with who he was. Wally decided he was going to do everything in his power to be a better man than he was at the time. He wanted to give this woman a life. He wanted to have kids with her. He wanted to provide the best life that he could possibly provide. So he started off doing what everybody does. You know, you go out, you work. Um, If work isn't enough, you work more. If working more is not enough, you work another job. You know, you work afternoon, evening, night. He was working nonstop, trying to put some money away, trying to save up so they could get a house. And lo and behold, she got pregnant. We all know how that works, right? And, you know, they didn't have all the knowledge and contraception and things like that back then. So, um, finds out his wife's pregnant. It's an incredible day for him, but he realizes, Hey, you know what? I, I've got to step this up. Uh, I have nine months before I've got another mouth to feed. I'm trying to find a way to, you know, save money for a house. I'm trying to do this and trying to do that. Most men, especially back then, weren't thinking about how can I advance? How can I be the best? How can I somehow create this future? I mean, most men back then, Hey, this is what you did. I go to work. I punch my clock. I go home. I'm done. I stop at the pub, you know, grab a brew, go home. If I have a wife and kids, great. If we can have a house, great. You know, we'll, we'll get whatever we can get with the job I have. Aspiring for more, aspiring for greatness, wasn't something that was commonplace among common folk. And so while he was out doing all these things, he, his friends, uh, onlookers, people who didn't even really know him, they were like, what is this guy doing? Who does he think he is that he's trying to rise above his station? He's trying to, to get more, do more, be more. He was looked down upon. People didn't understand. This man was cut from a different kind of a cloth. And, you know, back in the forties that there was no Gary V running around talking about entrepreneurship. Um, you didn't have social media pumping everybody up with ideas about having a better life and, you know, working from home. I mean, those were not things that even existed back then. So here's this guy, he's out, he's working his tail off. He's ahead of, of his time in the way he thinks. And all he wants is to provide. And so he's constantly thinking, how can I come up with a better way to provide? How can I do more? How can I do this? How can I do that? And you might be thinking that the story veers over into, you know, some sort of entrepreneurship and Hey, you know, cat out of the bag at some point it does, but not just yet. This guy says, you know what? There's another way I can make even more money. And he heads down to the armor and, you know, he signs up. Puts on his shorts and his gloves and enters the ring. Decides he's going to box. Doesn't know much about boxing. Just knows that he's tough. Knows that he's Italian. He knows that he's going to go in there and he's going to work as hard as he can. 
This first fight, he gets beat to a pulp. To a pulp. And, you know, when you were getting beaten, there was no ref running in to, like, stop the fight. I mean, you got you got beat up. <laughs> he comes home, and his wife is just, uh, you know, aghast. Oh, my, what happened? You know, oh, my goodness. You know, what's going on? And he says, he looks her right in the eye, and he goes, I found a way to get it. And she said, get what? And he said, our house. So his wife, pregnant, is sitting there and she's, you know, stitching his eye back together and, you know, trying to get bleeding to stop from his ears. And, uh, you know, he's talking through lips that are so swollen that he can barely even speak. Um, he isn't calling sick to work. Goes right back to his job. Keeps working. Goes back down a couple days later to the armory. Signs up to fight. He's still looking, you know, like a piece of hamburger when he goes in to sign up to fight. And the guys running the fights are like, hey, you know, Wally, you you sure? Because, I mean, dude, you, you haven't even healed yet. And he goes, you know what? I'm good to go. No problem. Let's do this. He goes out there. Gets pummeled again. Not as bad. But, you know, loses. that goes on for two or three more fights. And after his sixth fight, he fights a man who's a, a professional. Um, he's fighting club fights, but, but he's had professional training. And while they're fighting, you know, Wally can tell that this guy's just picking him apart. I mean, he's, he's putting on a, a display uh, he's counterpunching, you know, he's, uh, he's got this array of fists flying, you know, he puts his guard up, he hits him in the stomach, he puts his guard down, he pops him in the chin. <clears throat> back then, boxers used to go back to the same room, um, you know, everything would get divvied up, they'd talk, you know, exchange a cigarette, you know, share a beer. And as he's back there after the fight, after he lost again. He's talking to this guy and he's like, you know, where did you learn all that? And he starts telling him, you know, that he actually got some training from, you know, another fighter, another place, another time. And Wally says, you know, this may sound crazy, but can you train me? And he looks at him. He's like, you know, why do you want me to train you? You shouldn't even be doing this. I mean, you're terrible. <laughs> and Wally looks at him and goes, because I'm trying to buy a house. I have a wife. She's pregnant. Trying to buy a house. And the guy goes, you know what? I, I've never trained anybody before, but yeah, I'll help you out. So this guy, Wally, his life now consists of every morning, you know, going into work, you know, before the sun comes up, uh, you know, smashing it together, moving the freight, doing whatever it is he's got to do, manual labor-wise, all day long. Um, comes home, grabs, you know, dinner as fast as he can, runs out, gets some uh, some training from this guy, and, uh, you know, comes back home, tries to get a little bit of sleep, does it all again. On the nights he's not fighting, 
he's getting training. And when he's not training, he's fighting as many fights as he can because, you know, you get paid to lose too. You don't get paid nearly as much, but you do get paid to lose. As he's training, he's picking up little bits, little bits, little bits. And every time he goes into a fight, he takes a little more of his training in there with him. And he fights a little bit better. And he fights a little bit better. And after a little while, he knocks a guy out. Knocks him out cold. Guy was out before he hit the canvas. And he goes back to this guy who's, who's training him. He's like, oh my gosh, this is, this is amazing. And he goes, yeah, that's how it's supposed to work. You know, but you're, you're not quite ready yet to, to jump up. Let's keep working on some other things. Because if that guy that you just fought had had any training, then you probably would have gotten beat. So he puts his ego away and he goes, all right, let's keep it going. Does this for almost a year. His first child's born. He's still doing this. He's got this baby at home and, he, and he, he's learned so much and he finally decides, you know, it's, it's time. It's time to turn pro. This needs to be my living so that I can devote everything I have to it. I can't keep working this other job and this and trying to be at home. It's not going to work. So it's time to turn pro. And his trainer goes, you know, I don't think you're ready yet, but you do have the heart and the guts. So go for it, Wally. Good luck. He turns pro. Wins his first 10 fights. Eight by knockout. Making money. They get the house. He doesn't realize what's going on, you know, with him. He doesn't realize how all the beatings are taking their toll. He doesn't care. All he knows is that he found a way. He found a way to take care of his wife. He found a way to make a home for his wife and his, his daughter. And he found a profession. A profession he could work at really hard and do really well with. He goes on to have three kids, two daughters and a son. Buys a beautiful house that he lives in until the day he dies. Boxes for as long as he can until he just can't quite take the beating anymore. And he doesn't take all of his money and buy some big flashy stuff. He doesn't buy big flashy cars. He doesn't buy a house that's way beyond his means because he's making all this money in boxing. He saves it and saves it and invests it and buys stock. I'll never forget him telling me about a stock that he bought in Xerox, this new company that nobody really believed in. Takes some of that money that he's been saving, he's been investing, opens a restaurant. Because in addition to being a great boxer, the guy's a hell of a cook. Runs a restaurant, has his uh, daughters, you know, work, uh, waitressing after school in the evenings. And they do their homework and things like that, you know, right there in the bar. 
Um, his son goes and he's bussing tables and doing dishes and everything else and helping him out. And, um, everything's working out really, really good for him. He continues on. Restaurant becomes a huge smash. I mean, you know, it's, it's big Wally, the boxer. Everybody comes to his restaurant because they want to see him. The fact that the food's great just works out, right? If this story sounds familiar, it's because there are a lot of other stories out there that have been loosely based on it. A lot of them pretty big in Hollywood. The guy ends up living a fantastic life, having three great kids. He ends up becoming a, you know, a widower. His wife passes away way too early. Gets to see all of his grandkids. Gets to really, really enjoy his life later on. Enjoys his retirement. And one of the things he told me was that no matter how hard he ended up having to work, it was absolutely all worth it. And he was telling me this as he was trying to make me understand what being a man is about. I was very young at the time. But he mentioned a lot of things to me about leading your family. About how if there's not enough steaks in the freezer, it's, it's on you. If you're not making enough money, find a way to go make more. He broke things down in the simplest of terms to the, the most basic, fundamental living points. Big Wally had a pretty huge impact on me. And I don't get to talk about him very much. I got a lot from him. He taught his daughter everything he knew about cooking. And she passed that on to her son. He taught me about being a man before I was one. He helped instill some of those principles in me. that I turned around and instilled in my boys. Big Wally was my grandfather. I really miss him. And when I started... Power man. 
And I started thinking about, you know, what I wanted to say and what I wanted to try to pass on to other people, points I wanted to make and things that I wanted to emphasize to folks that I thought were right. A whole hell of a lot of those, those points come from him. (laughs) So on this night... Because I've been thinking about him a lot. Because I've never really talked about him publicly. I want to raise my glass up. And I want to toast the man that was Walter Bonola. My grandfather. And honestly, the original power of man. Yeah. The OG. (laughs) Here's to you, Big Wally. Thank you for indulging me tonight. I hope that you got a little something out of that. Gentlemen, our inspiration has to come from somewhere. If it's not coming from your father, if it's not coming from your mother, if it's not coming from lessons you've learned from books or movies or, you know, TV or uh, school, <laughs> it has to come from somewhere. When you wake up in the morning and you want to be better, you need a, you need a big Wally to look up to, to say, Hey, Don't hit that snooze button again. You need Walt looking over your shoulder saying, time to get up and go beat the crap out of the day. You need him patting you on the back when you're trying to do more, be more, earn more, and you're working two jobs, sometimes even three, in order to make it, in order to take care of your family, when you're putting your family first. Like you should. And you need somebody like that. Who's going to catch you when you fall. And he's going to look you in the eye and say, get up, you son of a gun. You still got one more round. Get up. I hope that you have a big Wally in your life like that. I hope that Walt's looking over your shoulder. I hope you've got somebody who's pushing you. Who's going to tell you, get up. Because this life is going to knock you down, man. And getting knocked down is no big deal as long as you don't stay down. So tonight, here's to the original power man. Here's to the man who totally unwittingly started it all. Simple by talking to his snot-nosed grandson who thought he knew everything. And teaching him something that he desperately needed to learn.
hope you all have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much for joining us. If you want to contact us anytime, at Power of Man Podcast on Instagram. At Power of Man Podcast on Instagram. If you haven't had a chance yet, uh, go to our Instagram um, account, sign up, subscribe, so that you can also catch our weekly Wednesday um, Power Man Search for Faith. 8 o'clock Wednesday evenings, 8 o'clock Eastern. We go live. I'm fairly certain that Walt would be in favor of, of that project. I hope you are too. So I hope we see you there. You deserve it. You're worth it. You got to believe it. Until next time.